When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Nathan, have you noticed that uh, used car prices are a little, a wee bit expensive? It's ridiculous. People are taking advantage of other people during a very tough time. I can't stand it. Yeah, so on average, Nathan, used car prices are up about, oh gosh, 30% from this time last year. It's crazy. Yeah, and there's no stopping in sight. It could actually go up more. You know, you know what's going to stop it mm. when used car prices hit new car prices. Well, yeah, that, and hopefully, once the chip shortage is, is sorted, these new cars will drop down to a point where the used cars will be like stupid expensive, and people will be like, "Oh, I could buy a new car for less." Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so in this video, we're going to be talking about the uh, top ten used cars that have increased the most. Uh, thanks to our friends at IC Cars. But, Nathan, before we get to that, mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about some of the cars that we've recently driven. Uh, I'll give you kind of a quick, let's say, five-minute review of each. Okay, that sounds good. What do, what do you say? That sounds great. But before we get to that, ah. you want to thank somebody. Yes, our Patreons. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Actually, for all our viewers, but of course the Patreon... Without your support, we couldn't do what we do here in the studio. So thank you very much. And if you guys are looking for one-shop stopping for all TFL, go to tfl-studios.com. We've got the podcast, we've got the news, and we've got the videos up there in one place. Yep. Yeah, just hit one button and you're able to look at everything. I actually have it on my phone because I can't keep track. Yeah, I have it on my phone too. It's, it's actually really handy. It um, works. So let's start with the most exciting car, I think, that we've just recently uh, been driven. And you recently reviewed it. And it's exciting because not only is it affordable, uh, but it's really good. Uh, the Elantra N-Line I'm talking about. It's a funny thing because it, not everybody agrees with me. Zach, uh, our, one of our publishing producer main guys here, doesn't like it like I do. Oh, and, I love that car. Yeah, I absolutely love that car. And the reason I love that car is because it's really fun to drive. I mean, really fun to drive for a basic car. You can get it with a manual transmission, yes. A turbo? A turbocharged 1.6 liter engine. Really good power, really, really good handling. The, the suspension's all been sorted. I think it's sexy looking. I think it's, it's a great looking car, yeah. It's a great looking car. So let's talk about what the N-Line means, right? So obviously, once upon a time, the Germans started with, you know, the BMW M. Yeah, AMG and all that. And, and then Audi did the S, right? And right. the RS. Well, Hyundai and Kia are copying them in a way, right? Of course. Right? And so with the N-Line, what you're getting in a Hyundai is... Not the hot Elantra N, which is going to have the hot 300 horsepower powertrain, but you're getting kind of the like 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 the M line or the S line in an Audi. So you get a lot of the kind of the the, the stuff that makes it look faster, makes it look sportier, but doesn't necessarily have all of the performance modifications. Right. It's, it's not an engine upgrade; it's right. a suspension upgrade, and uh, there are some other components to it. And Hyundai goes the extra step to make the N-Line a little bit sportier feeling to the customer. So you feel like you're buying almost a bespoke car. Unique interior components, unique exterior components. The vehicle itself looks and sits differently than the regular volume seller. And it's just a hoot to drive. And the best part is it's a great value. Yeah, $26,000. Yeah, you Which, know, you get a lot of car for that. I, I'm going to make a, a non-segment uh, comparison here. Yeah. But Tommy just bought his uh, Willys, right, uh, Wrangler for 33000 yeah. And it has roll-up windows. Yeah. Roll-up <laughs> windows. This Hyundai that we were driving not only has every electronic feature you could think of, right? Yeah. But even things like a heated steering wheel, heated seats, 
Um, yeah. Every safety, every bit of safety tech, and then of course you know that kind of sexy interior where it's, it's a, a good looking interior. It's a good looking interior. Yeah. I just don't know how Hyundai manages to you know uh, cram so much uh, stuff that like you won't get in the German version of it or even an American version of it for maybe 10k more. Well, there's an important thing that you can remember: they're still building cars. I mean, think about how many American companies are no longer even building cars for yeah, the people, so yeah. to speak. I mean, everybody's building crossovers and SUVs. So that's one thing. The other thing is that it's efficient. And Hyundai, they do this based on volume. And, and by the way, uh, I think it stands for Nanjing, which is the where the track is located, where exactly they do their right, testing yeah. in Korea. And I got to give it up to Hyundai Kia. They have been killing it, and of course, Genesis, with design, with value, with tech. Their interiors are looking way, way better. Their quality is improved. Every year they get better, and I'm just blown away by what they're building right now. Yeah, I mean, like, like you, 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 could, you could see it when they first stole, borrowed, I don't know, you know, the, the designer from Audi, right? Mm-hmm. Peter Schreier. Went oh, over. But they stole them straight <laughs> out, and that's totally fine. That, and, that's how it works in this game. And then they got Albert Biermann, who is the <laughs> BMW's M division tuner, right, to do their suspension. Right. And now uh, the N cars, and there's a new, uh, there's two new Ns coming, right? There's the Elantra N, right, uh, and then of course the Kona N, which I actually drove. That thing is. It's it's like you know what it is. It's like the GTI used to be, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit on the raw side, but if you're going to get a hot hatch, you want it to be a little bit raw. I, I love the GTI. Don't get me wrong. But it's become very refined, mm-hmm. whereas the N is still kind of bad. It's kind of you know, bonkers, crazy. Right? Yeah, 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 the Veloster N is definitely a, a nutcase car, too. It's, it's got this little button on the steering wheel. It's this mm-hmm. little red button that gives you, like, 15 oh, yeah. more horsepower. It, I don't think it – and then, like, like, like the, the, the gauges become, like, bloodshot eyes when you push <laughs> that button. I, I don't think you can actually feel 15 more horsepower, but it's still, like it, – it's, it's like it's, the idea is, like, it's a nitrous boost, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's cool. It's, it's little kid in me just loves I, I it. just think that's – a really cool. And once again, I just think they're doing original, interesting stuff that a lot of other people aren't. And they're eating everybody else. I mean, they're, look, bottom line, they're, they're unique. They're doing some cool stuff. And yes, there are some, you know, some people will complain about some quality issues. Some of the engines have had some have real issues. But almost every automaker has issues. 10-year powertrain warranty. Yeah, 100,000 miles. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're killing it on the EV front. Some of their new EV stuff the, is really the, good. The Ionic 5 is coming. Yeah, uh, I mean, is, it's just really, really good stuff. So I'm, I am I tip my hat to them. Uh, I think they stole the right people. They should continue doing that. And, <laughs> and, but, and also, I think they need to build more pickup trucks. I, I know that sounds bizarre, yeah, but the, I really the, do. The Santa Cruz is a good start. but I, I think, think it's a really good start. I think they would kill it if they actually built uh, like a – you know, a, a mid-sized truck. Like they almost competes, did, like three times. Something that competes with the Frontier, the Ranger, the Tacoma. For those of you who are interested, the Mojave, look it up online. The Kia Mojave was a, an amazing concept from about 12 years ago, I guess. And that that almost made production, but that's a whole different story. I think we're in danger of veering into... Uh, truck territory. Yeah, we're not going to go trucks. Yeah, right. we're done. We're done with that. <laughs> no, we're, this is uh, TFL car talk, basically. So <laughs> let's uh, let's go back to some of the cars we've driven. Yes. Now, now, I haven't driven this, uh, but I, I, I pulled up this morning and I saw the new Tiguan parked in our uh, mm-hmm. lot. And then I'm looking at it and I noticed that on the B pillar, right, they actually had written the word Volkswagen. <laughs> Yeah. In case you didn't know, <laughs> I was thinking, why would you write the word Volkswagen across, you know, across the bottom of the B pillar, as if like, like you know, you're, you're going to the valet, hey, get my Volkswagen, and the guy's like, which one's that? And I'm like, just look, it says Volkswagen. It's the one with the pillar. <laughs> and also, if you look at the back of it, it says Tiguan. It's all independent letters going across. That's the new trend for automakers yes. to make them look, you know, up. And the thing is, is that it's still a Volkswagen, and that that it's a plus and a minus. Now, I did drive it quite a bit. And it's refreshed, right? So it's it's it's, it's significantly refreshed. Okay. Uh, a lot of new sheet metal on the outside, especially the front end design. Some of the rear end design still fake exhaust, which I can't stand. It's got a little bit of the uh, ID4 front to it. Yeah, that I think that's done on purpose. But this, the one that we have here at the uh, studio, is the R-Line version. Yep, R-Line black. Sorry, black. maybe that's why it says Volkswagen. Yeah, it's it's. it's, it's um, I 
I think it's one of the smoothest riding vehicles in its class. Really? Yeah, really. It, it because it's not really a crossover. It's more of a station wagon. Hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't like sit a tall quite station as, wagon. Yeah, you don't yeah. sit quite as high as the CRV. It, or it, it is their most popular vehicle. They sold about 150,000 of these things last year, which was one of their best years despite COVID, which is saying a lot. And yeah, there are discounts, and I think that the quality of this new one, the interior, they really just kind of went up a notch. And Standard, even in the base model, is the um, digital cockpit, which oh. is really cool. I cool. mean, for a base model, that's it's, so they got some good stuff, good value. Um, still has the two-liter turbo, same engine as before, eight-speed eight auto, same as before. Did, did they keep four switches for the windows? <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 the same. Well, it's the same as last year. It's the okay. same switches. All right, so because because the ID four, they only use two switches. Yeah, we were, I know. We were kind is, of we were kind of wondering if Volkswagen ran out of switches. Yeah, it's it's all the same as last year. Okay. Yeah, with, with with the ID four, it's a completely different thing. That that whole car, everything is pretty much bespoke. This car, everything is from before, except for some refreshed stuff. But they did a really good job with it, I think. How much? How much is the one we have? Uh, the one we have is about thirty three, okay. and uh, maybe a little bit more. They didn't give me. Uh, long story short, they didn't give me much information on the vehicle because it's just hitting production now. Mm. But. You know, for those of you who are interested, they do have a few of them on the lots. Volkswagen, yes, like everybody else, has been affected by the chips, but they still have some inventory. So, so uh, I, I, you know, there there are whole YouTube channels that specialize in like telling you what kind of cars, what kind of people drive. So uh -huh. I don't I, I don't like doing that because it's very kind of stereotypical. But I'm I'm gonna just take a little bit of I'm gonna wade into that pond just a little bit. Okay. Because it seems to me that every time I see. Uh, a Tiguan, uh, there's a young lady behind the wheel. There are two cars that seem to appeal a lot to young women. Okay. Uh, the Tiguan and the Rogue. The, okay. th those, those seem to be like, like hits in that demographic. So when you start writing your letters, remember to write them to Roman uh, Micah, care of TFL. I know. I mean, I let's face it. Some no, no, cars but you're right. Women, and some cars appeal to men and some cars appeal to and young And they women. specifically do that yeah. based on the ad structure, the way they yeah, put it together. Exactly, of yeah. course. Of course they do. Um, but if you think about a smart college car, especially used one, by yeah. the way, the Tiguan makes a lot of sense. All-wheel drive system is quite good. Uh, the price value index of this vehicle is decent. It gets decent economy. It's German. It's well, it's it's really American. I mean, most most of it's built right. Here. Yeah. Uh, but Maybe now that's why it, it says Volkswagen. Yeah, because people. Volkswagens, a lot of them that you see on the roads are built in Mexico and the United States. In Chattanooga. Yeah. So, um, but it's not a bad vehicle. I don't. You know, obviously Volkswagens do very well with them, and they continue to do well. And every year they're doing better. It seems with this car. So they're smart about. It. So yes, uh, I, I have seen. I agree with you. I have seen quite a few young women. I've also seen some young families driving them too, and it makes sense because you can get uh, a third row uh, version of this, but only with the front wheel drive. Well, well, let's continue with that theme because I recently had the chance to drive a vehicle that, like every old dude at a golf club, came and swarmed me. I'm not joking. I am oh, not joking. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I, I got to go to the Overland Expo, and our friend Scott at uh, Stellantis was kind enough to get me uh, a Grand Wagoneer. Yep. Yeah, at the airport in Phoenix, so I drove it up to Flagstaff, which is mm -hmm. a long way. I want to say it's like 150 miles. Yeah. You get a good sense for a vehicle, uh, and every time I stopped, I was swarmed by like old dudes in. Uh, golf outfits. Hey, that's a fine-looking hoopty you <laughs> oh, got Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they love that car. Uh, and, and it is, to be fair, it really is kind of traditional American luxury, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, you know, I'm looking at, you know, we drive a lot of vehicles, and there's, like, new luxury and there's old luxury, mm -hmm. right? So new luxury is, like, like, slaughter the cow and put every bit of hide in the car in every place that you can. Right. And if you're Rolls-Royce, make sure that there's not a mark on it. Yeah. Uh, and new luxury is the exact opposite, right? It's like, it's like this is vegan leather. By the way, what is vegan leather? Oh, vegan leather, they feed the cows only grass. Okay. <laughs> only plastic. <laughs> they only fleece. They only, they're, they're fleece cows. They, 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 they take North they're Face. They're recycled cow. They, they, no, take, they, they take North Face fleece, <laughs> fleece jackets, which are made out of old Coke bottles, and feed them to the cows. They feed that to the cows. Um, yeah, actually, almost every automaker has a version of, of fake leather, leatherette, whatever you want to call it. So that's basically what it is. But, just, but I was I was wondering about that, right? Because, like, okay, so what is better for the environment? Is it an animal that eats, you know, that's natural uh -huh. or is it vegan leather which is probably made out of some petrochemical 
<laughs> yeah, but what, what a lot of automakers are beginning to do now is recycle components and put them in cars. You've seen a lot of that now. Yeah, like, and, like the fleece. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you, that, that's becoming really popular. Um, so anyway, so let me keep, talk about the Grand Wagoneer. Yeah, yeah. So it's a three-row, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it, let's face it, it's a little Jeep. You know, it's a little bit confusing. So first of all, it doesn't say Jeep anywhere on the Grand Wagoneer. Yeah, I know. It drives me nuts. Uh, and, and then you have really four vehicles that, that are somewhat in the same class, right? Right. So you've got the uh, the first one that came out was obviously the Jeep Grand uh, uh, Cherokee L, which is a three-row right. Grand Cherokee. And now the new uh, Grand Cherokee, the two-row came out. Right, regular. And, and you got the Wagoneer, and then you got the Grand Wagoneer. And they look a little similar. They look a little bit similar. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, you know, the one that really stands out, of course, is the uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee 4x8, because that's the electrified one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I had this Grand Wagoneer, which is the top of the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these, these are like $90,000 vehicles. It competes with the Navigator, obviously. It competes with... Escalade. Escalade, yeah. Uh, 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 so it's, it's a big old... Uh, it's a big old rig. And from what I've heard, the ride is extraordinary. The ride is uh, really smooth. Air suspension, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, suede and leather, wood. Uh, they, I mean, I think Jeep, dare I say it because it's not on the car, uh, really, uh, you know, spared no expense in making this as luxurious as possible. I think it was a Ralph Gales design, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can get up to like seven screens in the thing. Yeah, seven screens. Uh, four in the front and yeah. three in the back. Now mine had three. It had the main one in front of me, uh-huh. and then the two kind of going down the center of. Oh, the, that's uh, all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. only Plebeian. three screens, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, heated and cooled seats, and yeah, well, of course, uh, you know, uh, every form of luxury amenity known to man, and a really good-looking interior too. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid because I I know how good Stellantis is at building a good-looking interior, and and they are they're quite good at it. So so I I was you know completely swathed in comfort as I was driving through 105 degrees. Couldn't have, you know, I didn't know it was 105 degrees. Of course. Uh, Huge tow rating. Uh, um, So that was all good. But there are some, you know, things that I I did not love about it. Really? Um, So uh, it's got this interesting mix of virtual and real controls, which I usually like. Mm -hmm. uh, But they've made them very tiny. So the buttons are very small. Mm -hmm. uh, And the virtual controls are very numerous. And I swear there's probably, when you're looking at the different screens, you've probably got like 100 different functions staring back at you. And I, maybe I'm getting old, but I felt really overwhelmed. And I felt like the buttons and the controls were just a little too small. So, you know, small sometimes can be like very techy, mm-hmm. uh, but it could also be very confusing. I agree with you. Do you remember in the uh, early 90s, late 80s, when people were throwing buttons on everything? Yeah. And that was the cool thing. Like, if you look at like Acura. Like you're in a cockpit of a 747. Yeah, which, right? was cool which was cool at the time. But then you realize, I got four different buttons just to control the volume and, you know, all that. Well, it's sort of coming back to that with all the extra tech they're giving you. The custom, making a vehicle super customizable isn't necessarily a good thing for an old fart like you. <laughs> and you know, thank you. I just need a knob and a button and give me a big handle. Look, you know, look, the, the, look I'm pretty tech savvy. Uh, I'm pretty tech. I'm not like, hey, Tom, you do this for me. I can. Usually, <laughs> you guys don't see him off camera. I can usually figure it out. But but this was just. It, it's it was, it's, it's quite, quite a bit, right? Yeah, it's quite a bit. And yeah, of course, because. I'm a certain age, people are going to be, oh, you're just old. But no, dude, if I was, even if I was 20, I would say the same thing. You know, like, like, okay, it's like, you know, 50 functions are okay, but 100, you know, it was very, uh, very overwhelming. One thing, and this, God, it's such a big, heavy beast. It's such a big and heavy beast. It's got beast. the big Hemi in it, right? Uh, yeah, it, you can feel that weight, mm. you know. And, I, and I'm not saying you can't feel that weight and uh, Escalade. You can also feel it in Navigator. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big old car. Uh, you know, my- I go, going, going especially, so when you go from Phoenix, right, you're climbing mm. up to Flagstaff. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, and you know, plenty of power. But then going down, when you're going down, some of those—they're not quite mountain passes, but they're kind of coming down. Sure. You know, coming around a turn, this is this is not a car that you want to take a corner with quickly. Yeah, and I, although I'm pretty sure they might have a you know in the future some sort of performance version of it, my issue with it is a little bit different because I don't think this is based on the tire size, based on the suspension setup. I honestly don't think this is much of an off-roader, really. Mm-mm. And it, Mm-mm. to me. When I see Jeep, and I know they didn't write Jeep on there, but the reality is that it is a Jeep product, it needs to be off-road worthy and really off-road worthy. And 
to start with from the offset of building a vehicle that no, this is more of an American cruiser that can tow your boat. Well, to me, that just doesn't represent the brand correctly. I, I you know, I, I could be on you know in a minority here, but I really do think that if you build a Jeep, it needs to do what a Jeep should be able to do. That, that's it. That's All right, and then uh, did you uh, did you go on the NX? Was that you? You did, yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So, yeah, the NX was. was yeah. Um, but we no, nah, we can't talk about driving impressions though. We can't, let's not talk about driving impressions. Yeah. But let's just talk about you put up a video on the uh, mm-hmm. this is the Lexus NX, right? Yes, the so, Lexus NX. So tell me about the vehicle. Okay, so uh, for those of you who are um, familiar with the Toyota Rav Four, yes, this shares the platform with the new Toyota Rav Four, just like the old NX shared the platform with the old Rav Four. This vehicle has. Four powertrain options. So you have the base model, 2.5 liter four-cylinder, kind of anemic. Then you have their new turbocharged engine, which is their 2.4 liter, and that's a whole different thing. And then you have the hybrid version, uh, which is basically a standard hybrid, regular everyday hybrid, just like they had before. Then you have their new plug-in hybrid, their PHEV, just very similar to the uh, RAV4 Prime. So let's just fit it into the Lexus lineup so people yeah. know what we're talking about. So, it, it, you know, the most popular Lexus is the, the RX, RX, and this slots in below it. It slots in below it both with uh, trim and size. sales. And, 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 and sales, yeah. So size and sales. So this is, um, this is one of those vehicles. Like a baby RX. It's, it's, it's like a baby RX. It's not that much smaller. Um, and it has an all-new exterior, all-new interior, and the what most important thing for a lot of people out there, they don't quite get it yet, is that it represents the all-new infotainment system. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they did a whole new. So uh, uh, Lexus and Toyota actually uh, kind of spun off a division because they got a lot of heat for not having great infotainment. They're, they're, it was be- way behind everybody else. Yeah, and so they created their own company basically to build. Uh, a new version of whatever Toyota's. What do they call it? Do you remember what they called it? No, I don't remember. Either. So many different names. It yeah. Probably has dynamic in the words in, in somewhere. Because <laughs> Toyota sorry, loves using sorry, dynamic. Sorry, Toyota. I should remember it, but it's been, yeah, it's been I, like I'm really bad with, with remembering tech names. The thing is, is that it was like a 14-inch screen, yep. huge. And then at the same time that this was introduced, Toyota also introduced it in their uh, Tundra. Now they are different systems, though. Uh, they have a uh, different setup. They have a different look to them. They have different. Uh, this one has knobs, <laughs> real knobs. Yay! So for uh, heating, air conditioning, control, they're at the bottom of the screen, which is still integrated into the screen. The Le- uh, Lexus has that. It also has a volume control knob in the center. Sorry, guys. Um, as far as I know, no, no tape cassette available in this vehicle. <laughs> my, mom, my mom just bought a car. She asked me if she can go with a CD player. I was like, it's going to be kind of rough. Although I think Lexus still produces a few cars that have CD players. Um, anyway, so the new infotainment system that's, that's coming in the NX represents what you will see in pretty much everything else that Lexus builds. And this and, takes and Toyota. And, well, yeah, and Toyota, but this, remember, they're different. They are a little bit different. Yeah, they, they kind of put a different scale. Yeah, on. but, but it's, it's enough to where I can right. honestly say they're a little different. And over-the-air updates, absolute top-of-the-line navigation systems and everything else. All that stuff is, of course, included. And what it did is it took Lexus at the back of the pack and put them near the front of the pack in terms of infotainment. But... They still don't have the 50 different screens that you can get in a Cadillac or whatever, you know, going all the way across, or even this Jeep that you recently drove. They're sticking to this one screen, and I don't think it's a bad idea. I think, you know, overstimulation is a bad thing for osteo people like Roman who are driving and need, you know, simplification. I think that this actually does that and gives you all the tech you need at the same time. So that was in the NX. And then on top of all of that, the NX, we were in Arizona as well. Which is great because it's awesome to, to go out and shoot cars in like a million degree temperatures. But um, we got to experience the F Sport version of these vehicles as well, which is the suspension and trim upgrade basically of your regular one. And it comes in two different models. So anyway, there, there's a bunch of vehicles out there that are all represented under the NX name that are coming out. And it just it's it's a little under the rx in terms of popularity but it's still one of the most popular crossovers in the segment and it's the second most popular vehicle that test uh, that uh, lexus sells so i think i think the 
popular one, if I remember right, uh, is going to be the plug-in hybrid. And I think it basically shares a powertrain and, and a similar chassis to the uh, RAV4 product. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, ve they're very similar, but they, um, and I can't go into driving impressions right. about the NX, but they are different. I can say that for sure. I almost say, what, 17 miles of like all electric range or 20 miles, uh, if I remember yeah, right? Yeah, something to that effect. Yeah. It, it, but it's, um, the real thing about it is the fact that it's just a power monster. I'm talking about the RAV4. And in the very short amount of time, probably shortly after you hear this, the other video will go up that fully covers the NX and can talk about driving impressions then. But I can say that this is a vehicle that will become more and more popular, and they know this. Lexus is fully aware of the fact that plug-in hybrids are probably their future, and they are doing an electric car. I think they don't want to do an electric car. Toyota certainly doesn't, but they're going to because that's what people demand. So the last car we'll talk about, and I don't know if you got behind the wheel this one. Uh, I got to drive it, and I think you were on the Lexus one, so I think you weren't here when we had it for the full week. But uh, this is one that's going right after Lexus, and Lexus, you should be worried because this car is phenomenal. It's the new Genesis GV70. Oh, my God. I, I did. You, I drove it around the block okay. when we had yeah. it, so, and I so, absolutely so, fell in love with the, the looks of this thing. So basically that... That would be, I think, an RX competitor. It's it would be the RX competitor. competitor. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be it, not not the NX. And the and this is a this is a you know front engine rear drive layout. This thing is well, it's based on the. Um, which is at the uh, 70 G70 platform. Right, right. So it's 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 a crossover, uh, and it's. Uh, Pretty phenomenal. I mean, the amount of design that went into this, you know, it's got these like slitty headlights, which are, you know, become a Genesis signature. If you're wondering, Genesis is to Hyundai what Lexus is to, to Toyota. Toyota. Yeah. For a while, they had Genesis branded cars that they were trying to sell at Hyundai dealerships, which obviously didn't work because, you know, you don't want to go to a Hyundai dealership where you've got that tattered, like, Car and driver. Yeah, you know. a little accent on one corner that's <laughs> worth, you know, for nine grand. And then all of a sudden you got this other super luxury car in the same lot. But they did build really good cars. And then when they did a spinoff, which took, they, they should have done it earlier. It took them like 10 years. Yeah. yeah, they really should have done it earlier. But they had the right personnel to do it. Really, the only complaint, the only complaint I have about Genesis, honestly, is the fact that they don't. They stole a Bentley logo? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't care about that. No, they don't have their own real physical dealerships, really. Well, they're getting there. Yeah, they just don't. But it's hard because when you go to a Lexus dealership, you have like a spa and something. Basically, know, and they need to do that. Coffee shops. Yeah, yeah they and, need to do that. Anyway, let's talk about the car. The car yes, is phenomenal. Just phenomenal. It, uh, it is uh, It is a tour de force of design and of technology. And it tri it's just a great driver, too. Yeah, so let's talk about some of like the, the, the stuff that, that is usually in Bentley. So, yeah, it, I mean, a lot of it does feel like a Bentley, like the little logo, the flying wings is like a, is like a Bentley-inspired yeah. logo. It's almost as if they hired somebody who used For to Bentley. work at Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but the cool, uh, so the, the coolest thing that it has, which I, I think actually Bentleys have, I'm not sure, I haven't driven to Bentley with this, but it actually reads the road in front of you mm -hmm. and then adjusts the suspension. So if you're going across, let's say, uh, a railroad crossing, right, it knows and then it changes the suspension so that it's smooth, smooth out the ride when you're going across. Yeah. That. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. The other thing, first time I've ever seen it is it's got a fingerprint reader, like, like, a, like the Mac you got there, right? Yeah. So you, you you can use your phone as a key, and then you walk in and um, you sit down and you push the fingerprint reader, uh, and it sets your profile. So it sets your favorite seating position, obviously, your radio stations, favorites, all that, just by reading your little fingerprint. Yeah, and and you know what you you could also do, which is completely unnecessary, not have a fingerprint thing and simply push on a keypad to your left, <laughs> the number one, for all your settings and everything just comes up. I think it's just, once again, too much tech that's unnecessary, but it's cool. And I'm the old guy, huh? Yeah, it, well, no, but I'm just saying it's unnecessary. The car itself, though, has very little to be fault. Right, I think it's a good-looking vehicle. Oh, the back seat's no good. The back seat's tiny. It's a little tight. Yeah, it's it. I think it's way too tight. That is probably the biggest foul out of everything that this vehicle has. Now, some people might say, "Well, look at Lexus." Well, well the Lexus RX is a completely different vehicle. It's a. It's not as athletic. It's not as beautiful in the interior. Sorry, but uh, I love I love the way that the exhaust kind of fluted out. Oh, that is not great. Beautiful. It's got a three point five liter. Twin turbo Tur V6, yep. V6 produces over 300 horsepower. There is a four-cylinder turbo available. Yeah, yeah, we had the top of the line. Yeah, one. we did. And I think ours was, uh, it was like 60,000, 66, I want to say, somewhere right, right Fully around. Fully freaking loaded, though. And and that's much once more. A, once uh, again, cheaper, you know, by 10K than the German rival. Yeah, and also a killer warranty on top of that. 
And um, a lot of the Germans out there are doing fake exhaust. I know I go on and on about this, but I really can't stand it because I think it insults my intelligence, and I have very little to go with to begin with. <laughs> and this is exactly the opposite. It's like, uh-uh, here's a big, fat exhaust port for you, and we're going to actually bring your eyes to it. And I love that. I really like this car. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? What? It reminds me of what Infinity tried to do with the FX when it came out. If you look, yeah, at the, yeah, remember you, that. You, you know what it reminds me of? It's like if, uh, if like a Japanese company got together with an Italian company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Except this is a Korean company that's <laughs> doing get, this on its own. Germans. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But but I get you. I get you. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It has like an Italian like a lusto flair to it, it and does, then on yeah. top of that, it has the logic. That, like that like Asian reliability and Asian sense of like this is how things should be. The wheels are crazy cool. They look like they're spinning when they're not. Yeah, but it, they're not spinners. So they're not from the hood. So no, no, trust no. me on that. Okay. Uh, Andre reviewed it. Uh, it's coming up. It's going to be up on TFL now pretty soon. So it's probably we haven't published a review yet. But it's definitely coming. All right. I think those are all the reviews that we were going to do. Kind of yeah. a quick, quick taste of the cars that we've what, been what, driving. What, what you're about to see. Okay. All right. So shall we talk about uh, the top 10 cars with the greatest price increases? Now, these are used cars with huge price increases. And obviously, that has to do with what's going on with the uh, chip shortage economy and everything else right now. All right. Number 10. This is a good one. It's a, mm. it's a, it's, it's a Kia's best-selling car, the Soul. Uh, it's seen a price increase of $3,970 or uh, 30%. So now the average price of a used Kia Soul is $16,900, basically $17,000. Good news about the Kia Soul is that a lot of the components that you can get on that vehicle work and some don't and if they don't you can get them replaced with a killer warranty that is partially transferable i believe that's a lot for ha hamster it, it is okay i'm so glad they don't with the hamster can stand that thing R roman had a bunch of hamsters attack me remember you sent those hamsters in the suits i remember after yeah. me at the auto show and they were just all over me i ugh, i was in agony the car itself, I think, is a great little logical car. Great first car. Great, 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 great first car. Relatively safe. Um, they've done a bunch of recalls on them, but if you get one that has already gone through the recalls, you get yourself a pretty decent car. Unfortunately, price increase, yeah, it's noticeable. The one that I did not like, um, which is weird because I love electric cars, is the electric one. The California compliance car version of it, what they did was to give it as much range as possible. Uh, they took away the acceleration, and to me, uh, that trade-off is a no-go. Yeah, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me at all. And now that Kia has other electric cars coming, this, it's definitely going to go the, away. Alex had one. I think it had like 80 miles of range, <laughs> which at that time for the California compliance cars, when like the Fiat 500e had like 70 or 60, the Spark mm. had like 70. It was like, you know, 10 more miles. And my daughter's used Leaf has more range even now. So, yeah. And, and, and it wasn't quick, right? So it's like, yeah. it's like if you're going to give me an electric car, give me at least that instant torque. Uh, right. don't, don't like dull it to give me 10 more miles. Anyway, that's the only one I didn't like out of the souls. Uh, number nine, Nathan on our list. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, this car has gone up $8,000 to an average price of $35,635 or a 31% increase. The Chevrolet Camaro of all cars. Yeah. Why is that? Why is it? I, I, have, mean, I have a theory. Especially now as you're talking about killing it. Exactly. You that, that's you're, it? you're going in my direction. Uh, this is a vehicle that uh, people are really wary. There has been no official no official statement from Chevrolet, from General Motors, saying they're going to actually kill it. But they also haven't really done anything to renew it, so to speak. So what you're looking at is the last gasp of what was a fantastic sports car. And, or a muscle well, car. what is? You can still buy them. Yeah, you can still buy them. Maybe. But Maybe. That, that whole, the, the whole, the lake is starting to uh, dry up, so to speak. So, so this so, vehicle. So less fish. So the fish become more. Precisely. Valuable. And, right. And you know, there's a lot of people who just don't want to buy a Mustang or they don't want to buy a Challenger. I, I think, they want this. I think that car uh, never uh, got the respect it deserved. You know, At I first it did, I think. Well, well, the new the new version of the Camaro. I think I think the, I think the, the, I think the Mustang just always kind of uh, soaked up all the limelight, and the Camaro was always kind of there, but never as kind of. I think Chevy didn't do as good of a job marketing it as Ford. Did oh, I agree, hundred percent. And some people say that in our in our realm, you know, other automotive journalists say the reason why is because Corvette. They didn't want. Yeah, they had right. a, at one point yeah. they had a Camaro that had comparable um, it's like, you performance. Know it's it's to the like Corvette. the GTR and the Z. You know, right, you're always the Z's always in the shadow of the GTR, and the Camaro's always in the shadow of the Corvette. Although I think Nissan's learned that lesson because they're not selling any GTRs, so they're now pushing the uh, Z hard. But that's a whole different thing. So this car is. Um, there are still uh, four different powertrains available, I believe. 
There's the four cylinder, the six cylinder, the base eight cylinder, and the hot eight cylinder. Uh, I think my, are still available. My issue with it was uh, it was always had that very high like belt line, so you couldn't put you know you were, you always felt yeah, like you were falling into it, of. and you couldn't yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed looking at them. I, I like the way this one looks too, and I really enjoyed driving uh, their their V six and their four cylinder engines. I, they were a hoot. They were fun cars, but at the end of the day, Mustang is doing a better job with PR. They're doing a better job with supply. They're doing a better job with pretty much giving you everything you want in your car. And if the, either of those are too small for you, you can move over to a Challenger, and that actually has room for fat guys like me. So, you know, you pretty much... It is a tight car. It's a, it's a tight car. Backseat's yeah. very tight. All right, let's talk about the number eight car. And this one makes sense. It's the Lincoln Navigator L. Uh, the average used price for a Lincoln Navigator is now almost 67000 Uh It's gone up $16,000, Nathan, or 30 2.3%. It's the best-selling vehicle Lincoln builds right now, I believe. Yeah. And big, big American cars are having their moment. Yeah, they really are. And and one thing about uh, Roman and I got a chance or early I say on. Trucks. trucks. Tru- it's a truck. It's a truck. But the segment it lives in, it's managed to do a very good job of staying relevant, whereas in a lot of other Lincoln products have not. I remember when we went to the Chicago Auto Show and they had the Black Series, right? And yep. I think that was like $112,000 or something Yeah, for that. Yeah. And I was like, holy cannoli, that's a lot of money. And remember they had, they had the, the concept that had the whole side that dropped down? Oh, yeah. The yeah. entire side I actually c- dropped down as opposed to having doors. And Lincoln could have gone crazy with this vehicle and done some really interesting with uh, things with it, but rather they stayed conservative, which was smart. Um, and the Navigator has been for Lincoln. I think they're saving grace. So this vehicle gives it's like, you it's like Cadillac, same thing, same thing with, with Cadillac the, yeah, and their Escalade exactly. too, too. Yeah, this vehicle is. Um, I mean, yeah, they've gone up quite a bit in price. The values there, and the reason why, by the way, is that you get a really good twin turbocharged V6 engine. Uh, you get the 10-speed automatic transmission. You get all the goodness of you know the Ford products. You get an independent rear suspension, and you have a vehicle that has a fantastic ride. I'm not a fan of the interior design on um, the previous models, but I hear that they're going to update that very soon. Yeah, and let's face it. Both the Germans and the Japanese have a hard time going this triple XL big, right? You look at the biggest like Japanese cars, the uh, Lexus LX, right? Or you look mm-hmm. at the GLS, or even the Maybach GLS, uh, and they're, they just don't have that like that next size up. They're big, but they're not like these are. These are very big vehicles that we're talking. Yeah, about. that's very true. Big vehicles. Large American vehicles still have relevance. Most of them are truck based. All right, next one is uh, number seven. Uh, it's gone up an average of uh, $4,000 to mm-hmm. 16.7, 32%. The Kia Forte, Nathan, the Forte of all things. Yeah. Um, um, kind of entry level. One know. of my best buds yeah. in California bought one of these last year. A little Forte. Yeah. He, he adores it. Yeah. He, he likes a simple car. He likes the big warranty it has. He gets really good mileage. It has plenty of room for his kid in the back. No big deal. Um, I, I think that the Forte is one of those cars that went under the radar and I think they're actually half decent looking, you know. Um, but they're not—they're not their volume seller, not like the Kia Soul is. And they are just for some reason finally starting to kind of come back into their own. You know, my, my parents had a restaurant. They used to say, if you can. Um you know, serve good food at an affordable price. You'll never uh, struggle for business. Mm. And in a way, this is what this is. If you if you can build a, a reliable, affordable, compact vehicle, people will always buy them. There's always a need for, for you know, basic, reliable, compact transportation. Well, a lot of automakers are stopping that, though. Look at look at General Motors and Ford with all of their really yeah. I, I think cars. to their to their. You I know, think that's stupid to do. By I the agree way. to their detriment. Yeah, uh, and and I would say you know my dad would say that, um, or actually my brother who's a musician that you can tune a piano but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> okay, what is okay, that? So I, I know it's different logic, but you know you think about that. <laughs> but no, this. <laughs> I, 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 it's a dad joke. It's my first dad joke. I would love of, to of see year. like somebody tuning a fish. Dad. Would you blow into it? Would you strum it? <laughs> so that's a whole different radio show that we can do there, Roman. Um, so the Kia Forte, uh, they used to have a, a two-door coupe version of it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a great little car, but nobody bought them. This new one, they have a hatchback version. They got a little sedan. Basically. Very simple car. And, yeah, the prices are going up, and I think that has to do with demand. Yeah, I agree. All this has to do with demand. Yeah. Now, um, number – and, of course, 
we should we should talk about the fact that these prices are going up because new cars aren't being built. But anyway, let's keep going. To a certain degree. Yeah. Number six, number eight was Lincoln Navigator L. Number six is the Lincoln Navigator, the short wheelbase uh-huh. one. That's gone up sixteen thousand. We already talked about yeah, it. Yeah, so, same same vehicle. Let me skip one. to number five. This is a really interesting. This one has gone up. <laughs> Tommy would be really happy. Uh, an average of six thousand dollars. It's the Mini Hardtop. Uh, two-door, uh, average price is 23434% increase. Why a mini two-door hardtop? Once again, I think it has to do with uh, demand. I think it's TFL, too. TFL has more minis <laughs> hanging around than most dealerships right now. And I'm not even kidding. we got three parked over here. Yeah, we got three parked here. There's one at my house. There's probably one hiding at Andre's at this point. They are everywhere. Um, but the mini itself... Look, guys, I, I know that Mini is not known for their reliability, and I've been there. I own one. Uh, but at the same time, they're stupid fun to drive. Every single Mini it's, that's you out know, there is It's like is a fun. Forte, except more fun. A lot more fun. Yeah. A lot more fun. I and, mean, in terms and, of size. Well, but it's not as practical. The, yeah. the Forte is a little bit bigger yeah. and a lot more practical. Uh, minis are not as practical, but they're so much fun to drive. And they have a little tiny bit of practicality. And now you can get them with all-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, four doors, two doors, all that stuff. So the, the one that Roman's talking about is sort of, you know, the base model. Yeah. You know, essentially. Yeah, it is the base model, yeah. And exactly. What, it's, 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 it's the mini of minis. And I think that those cars are becoming extremely popular in places where kids are now like, well, I need to buy something that still has like an warranty attached to it or whatever. And this is a great car because it's a lot of fun to drive and it's not ridiculous. You, you know what the one big trend that a lot of these things have going mm. for them? Not all of them, but some. People love cars with personality. In other words, oh, yeah. it, you know, lifestyle cars is another way to define them. But mm-hmm. cars that are more than just basic transportation, right? right? And that, that certainly falls into that category. And so does number four. The average price of the number four car, Nathan, on our list is $160,000. The it's average price. It's probably gone, not a Kia. It's not a Kia. It's gone up uh, uh, 40% or 45000 What do you pray tell you think that is? It's got to be German. It is German. And I'm thinking maybe... It starts it, with a G. Oh. Ends with a wagon. Oh. I was about to say BMW. Okay, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, the G-Wagon. That makes sense. That's your, one of your favorite cars. It is one of my I should have bought it. You like, should have bought, bought it, bought huh? the damn thing. Oh, my we, God. We couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford it like two years ago. We certainly can't afford it now. Oh, God, no. Not even a used one, apparently, judged by this. Oh, no, God, no. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing. Beca- it's become the it car. This yeah, is like, it is the it car. This is the car that if you're one of the housewives of Atlanta. Or Beverly Hills. Hills yeah, that you're going to be driving, right? You're, you're, you're going to want to like upstage your Range Rover driving fellow well, you, females. And, when I go to visit my family in L.A., right, yeah. um, it's it's a weird thing because it used to be everybody had you know, a Prius or a Tesla. Then I'd go towards Beverly Hills, and everybody's got a G-Wagon, and they all have armor all over them and yeah. low-profile tires. And I'm thinking, you guys are not going to be going off-road, are you? No, and, and that's and why I wanted it to see if it's any good off-road, but nobody takes them off-road. Nobody takes them off-road. Are you kidding me? I would imagine that about a 90% of them, and I'm, I'm not even joking. At the cosmetic surgeon's office? Yeah, exactly, or something to that effect. Yeah, there's you know, some collagen that's left on the floor. And it, it, it's it's a real shame because it's such a capable vehicle. And the thing is, you know, me, men are, Do you know men are getting facelifts now? It's a thing. What do you... Roman. Do I need a facelift? No, 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 no. I wasn't going to say that. Men have been getting facelifts for 30 years, but it's been years. It was kind of like, yeah, but it was like not, it was frowned upon. I think Andre got a lift and tuck, to be honest with you. Yeah, but it was a butt lift. <laughs> yeah, got a butt lift so it could look more American. No, the, uh, it's kidding, Andre. Uh, no, the, 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 the G-Wagon is um, not the most comfortable Mercedes out there, honestly. Uh, it's okay, but... These no, damn, are, it's dude upright. It's straight it, upright. It's not that comfortable newest, to get in and old, out of. The old one was way too tight. Like, we could barely fit into it yeah. next to each other. Uh, this one is better, but it's... But, but not by huge margin. I was, I was in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. I was in Miami. Well, there, there's another place where they are. Uh, exactly. Driving the Mitsubishi. Uh, and we were sitting outside in front of this restaurant having breakfast, me and Tommy. And this uh-huh. uh, woman with her... Two kids pulls up in a G wagon, and it was hilarious. So she's gonna like picking up an order or something. It was like a little bagel shop, right? Uh-huh. Um, and the kids get out, and they close. Both kids were like, I think one was like, I want to say like six and eight. So they, uh-huh. you know, they, they we weren't in car seats anymore, but they weren't. And they both 
shut the door and it doesn't shut. And, and, and she looks at him like, you know, you got to really slam the door, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a vault. You got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, they kind of, she has to go around, slam them, and they go, we were sitting eating outside. They pick up their order, they go back in. Both kids get in the car, they close the door. But once again, both doors aren't closed. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that encapsulates exactly yeah. the mentality of this. And then they're, they'll deal with it. Whereas they could have got the, the GLA or, or any other and, Mercedes and, and not had a problem. And I want to say like the six-year-old needed like a ladder. To yeah, most likely. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable for kids to get in and but, out But of. it's cool. That's it's, it's like, you know, it's it's like it's stilettos, like, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's comfortable or practical. It's look at me, we, look what I have, and cool. I definitely have money. And I, it, it sickens me a little bit. But that's neither here nor there. Very expensive vehicle used. Yeah. Number three, we just sold for way too little money, I kind of feel, uh, which is uh, we sold the electric one. But number three is the Chevy Spark, the average price, $14,400, uh, up uh, 44%, almost 50% for the Spark. Dude. I really like the Chevy Spark. It's a good look car. Uh, out of all the, not the one you it's had. It's like the Forte. The one you had, I hated because it looked like you, you belonged in Florida with shorts and a... You know, well, the they're tiny. Hat. They're tiny. No, it's it's not that. It was yours was electric and and came from Florida. Um, it's it the tiny cars. I like tiny cars. Uh, I know fat guy tiny cars. That's a funny thing. The only issue I have with the Kia, sorry, okay, the, the, the Chevy, Chevy Spark. Spark is the fact that uh, you can only put two people in the back. There's no third seatbelt. Whereas in some of the competitors do have a third seatbelt in the back. Mm-hmm. That that's actually an issue. So really, you know, families that are struggling that need a really inexpensive car but also need to hold five people, they, that car won't work for them. They'll have to go over to I, like a Mitsubishi I, I Mirage mean, it's, or something. I mean, it's shorter than a Mini probably. Uh, yeah, it the wheelbase be. is about the same, I'd yeah. say. But it's yeah, they're, but they're you could, it's got four doors, so you can put four people yes. into it. Perfect city car. Great yeah, city actually region. has some decent cargo space too. Yeah. About forty cubic feet of cargo you, space. You, you can park. You can park it anywhere. Anywhere it gets it sips gas. Um, the I, I think you could still get a manual transmission one, but they, yeah, it's continuously variable transmission, obviously. Yeah. Next one, uh, you actually purchased, Nathan, number two on our list. You yeah. were ahead of the curve on this one. Uh, it's up to 19900 the average price, 6300 It's got to be my Mitsubishi Montero. No, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> 46% increase, the Nissan Leaf, dude. Nissan Leaf. You're ahead of that curve. Well, it's a very simple reason why the Nissan Leaf is doing really well, uh, and a lot of other electric vehicles are too. Um, Nissan Leafs are extremely inexpensive to buy. Even with the increase, they're still fairly inexpensive, and they don't suck gas. As such, a lot of people right now who, I mean, gas has gone down a little bit, but it's still extremely expensive. My friend in Los Angeles paid five bucks. Yeah, for a gallon yeah of we're gas. back to five bucks a gallon, Kelly. Yeah. So if you think about it, and you you know you own a cheap car, you still you know that gets. Good mileage. Did you see how he said that? We're back to five bucks a gallon in Cali. Like I'm a local. Yeah, because well, you you're, you're from Cali. I'm not. I, I, I don't. I, I don't I, like calling it Cali. I call it California. Yeah. And he's from California. Or the I'm, armpit. I was just trying to sound cool. Yeah, I know. But, but, but you spent time there, and you have hair, so you can actually go and enjoy California sun. Um, the the Nissan Leaf is the reliability numbers are really good. They're very inexpensive to maintain. You, you like yours. You know what? I've spent almost no money on that damn thing. I've had it for over a year now. Did you fix the air conditioner? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> but the fan works just fine. The air conditioning system is a convoluted problem, and I just decided I don't want to spend money on this car. I'm just going to keep it running. Is we your daughter s- still driving it? Yeah, she drives it every day. Uh, she's she's what, what she year loves is yours? it. Like 2014? Uh, no, it's a 16. Oh, 16. So it has. It's the first year that you had the 30 kilowatt hour battery as okay. an option. So it's the base model with the big battery, and I still drive it back and forth here from time to time. Yeah. And um, we've we've driven it back and forth to Colorado Springs from Den- uh, Denver, and it's it's just a good solid runabout. It does everything it's supposed to do. It's there's no drama, and you know what the funny part is? My daughter loves the fact that off the line she beats Mustangs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, she the kids in her high school. She yeah. just cranks it and flies up to thirty miles per hour. These guys are sitting there spinning their tires or trying to rev to get the horsepower, and she's already you know she's halfway down the street. It's a stair, but then how, how has the battery been? The battery's been great. Uh, my degradation's been less than ten percent, and it's a two thousand sixteen, so it has a maximum right now of a, almost ninety miles on a good day. So that's not too bad. It's cool that a lot of these cars, you know, that didn't have a great first life are having a great used car life. Yeah, and that's an important thing to keep in mind. Great first Dude, car for you, kids. It's funny, like I think six months ago, you couldn't give a leaf away at the dealership. And oh no, no, you, you couldn't, couldn't. You couldn't give it away. Yeah, you, you were trying to lease them for like. I got mine bucks. for nine grand, and the same yeah. exact vehicle is now worth about twelve. Yeah, exactly. And now they're sought after. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
I think I think that's great though. Uh, it's a good thing. Uh, used electric vehicles, if the battery degradation isn't too bad, really good deals out there still. All right. This this last car or number one car on our list, uh, it, it, it's like it's once again, it's like 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 you know, like my parents said, you can always sell good food at a low price. It's the Mitsubishi Mirage. The ah, a vehicle we recently um, did quite a few things. With. Average price thirteen three nine eight, which has got to be close to its brand new price, or up four thousand dollars, or almost fifty percent. Yeah, because we, sh- should, we should have bought like a fleet of Mirages. Who would have thunk? I, I, we could have gotten rich. Funny you mentioned that. You know that I actually thought about buying like two or three of them you about have. five years ago, and the reason why was I was going to do like uh, rentals, like Turo. Oh, Turo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about you that. Could, you could have rented them. Now you could have sold them for a 50% profit. Well, here here's where it's interesting. So 13,000 and change for one of those, they start at around 142 or 145 uh, before destination. And so that's really close to what they're worth new. New vehicles, these new Mirages have a 10-year 100,000-mile warranty. They've got a 5-year roadside thing. We just did a huge story on tflcar.com about that car and I unlike a lot of my contemporaries I don't think it's a terrible car you for just, what you, you just get. had it. You just drove it. Yeah, like- I just drove it. I drove a rental version of it, and that thing was already beaten up. It's a 2021. I got a chance to really evaluate it. My wife hated it, and it was for what it is built to do. It was it, very silver, like I said in the video. It's, it is. It's, it's <laughs> I'll covered, say that for it. Lots of silver in it. But you know what? I, my big ass fit in the car. It got amazing gas mileage, and it comes standard with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto and air conditioning and stuff. I mean, if you think about what it is compared to a car 20 years ago, and it's an extraordinary inch, is deal. Is it 13-inch wheels? <laughs> they, were, they were like 14, but they're, they're, they were <laughs> tiny. Not much bigger than the ones that are on the uh, Du Chevaux we have. But... If you're thinking about buying one of these used cars with these ridiculous up, you know, ticks, don't. Just go and get a new one for about fifteen hundred bucks yeah, that, more, that, that, that's and where, you get a killer warranty. That's where it's going to stop, right? Yeah. Well, the second the vehicle uh, like matches the new car price, it, it makes no sense. You're to buy nearly it. there, and I know that other products have actually managed to do that and then some. But it's something as simple as a little beater like this that you just drive the wheels off of it and, you know, maintain it, basics, and you just get great mileage and it costs very little to run. Go and buy the new one, get the great warranty, get the roadside assistance, get all that stuff. You will be happier with your purchase rather than buying one that may not have a warranty or may have been beaten up by the former owner. You know, what's happening right now with the craziness of, like, the supply chain and the chip shortages, I think people are just staying out of the market. They're, I don't you know, blame them. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't just think that. We've done stories reporting that at least 50% of people who are looking for a new car have put off that. And I don't blame you. I, 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 I you tell know, everybody to wait. You know, I just went and had, had to buy a car for my mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't want to go into that whole story. Maybe that's another podcast. But it took two and a half hours at the dealership, and we're still, we, she still doesn't own it. And, and you're like, it, it's, it's so... Uh, such a, such a, a painful process right now because of, of this confluence of like low supply and high demand. And 50 different dealers all on one dealership lot trying to get, sell you the same damn car. Yeah, the, the nice thing was that the, the, deal, the Hyundai dealership we bought it from did not mark it up, which many dealers are doing, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. But the other point is that a lot of these online players like Carvana and CarMax and Room and all those guys they are still popular and they are very valid and i think that they're going to be one of the reasons why dealerships are going to fade away i I think you put your finger on it i think i think like you bought your leaf through carvana right that's correct uh and you know why oh carmax carmax okay why do you want to go into a dealership into this high stress environment where you know you've got uh salespeople who are are commissioned which gives them a very strong incentive to to actually sell you a vehicle, right? Uh, you know, uh, as opposed to you know coming home, taking your shoes off, making yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, going on the computer and just scrolling through, and then having the car delivered to your house, and then get, you got a week to like with you. Yeah, and, you know? and and I've actually had experience with other people who said, "No, I don't like this car," and there were no problems, especially with uh, Carvana. And but there are problems with these th- companies. Oh, oh, there are definitely problems. We, we yeah, actually we, we know with Vroom. Uh, look at the videos that Roman did on. RB attempt at buying a BMW i8 yeah, and there are problems. It, the other problems. The other problem, which is actually causing this increase in uh, used car prices, is because look these car these companies like Vroom and Carvana, 
uh, and even CarMax to some extent, are not profitable right now. It's a, it's a land grab, right? So they're mm-hmm. out there trying to form a new business model. They're basically uh, killing the used car dealers uh, and taking away uh, a lot of the auction uh, cars that would normally be sold through either new dealerships or used dealerships, right? right? And that is also driving up the price because now you've got you know uh, venture capitalists with very deep pockets that are funding these companies, saying you go out and get those. Car- so so w- what what they're buying are usually cars that are under like fifty thousand miles, right? Yeah. Two or three years old. Quite a few of them are lease returns. They're, they're lease returns, uh, and so they're buying all these cars up, which is you know obviously creating more demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, not change, you know, and we've got a lack of supply, and so that's what's causing these prices to come up. And, that, and, and, and they don't care. They're not. They don't necessarily have to make money by selling the car. No, they just need to put the other people out of business. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say that for the average consumer, forget all that. For the average consumer you will stand a better chance of selling your used car to one of these companies. Carvana, uh, we, we got my mini, my wife's Mini through them. Yeah. And the warranty we got, we, I added that up too, and it worked out pretty good. They actually covered us, and we, we have a Mini, so we need a warranty, right? Yeah, because your headlights were crazy expensive. That's a whole, yeah, that's actually a video we put on uh, TFL now. Um, the money they gave us for our used car trade-in was way better than Blue Book, way better than any dealership, almost twice what a Toyota dealership offered me for the same and vehicle. And th- there you have a Mitsubishi Mirage that's a couple of years old that's mm-hmm. now uh, up 50%. Yeah. Exactly there because you've got them paying more money to buy the car. Right. Uh, and then, you know, not necessarily caring about, you know, the money that you sell it for just because they're trying to get market share. You know, uh, Roman, I had a propo- I have a proposal going to Mitsubishi. What's that? Yeah. Um, they give us, yeah. me, actually, it's, it had to be me. Okay, they give you, okay. Uh, you. A Mirage. Okay. Yeah. And I drive it from uh, California, okay. specifically from the parking lot of Disneyland to Orlando, oh, Disney, okay. and back, yeah. round trip yeah. for less than $500. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, it's it, 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 it's going to be a long trip, but... Um, you know, the little tiny solo camera, a little video camera to, to document the whole thing. It'd be a small video series. Um, but f- imagine that. That is about the price of an airline ticket, but more importantly... You mean, you mean they loan us a car? Yeah, okay, yeah it wouldn't, wouldn't be permanent. Okay, I, right, yeah. Fair enough. But I can see that. It but looks- it's cheaper than driving an electric car cross-country and back. It might be. It will it probably be. is, yeah. Yeah, I, I did the math. Yeah. And um, there are very few ways you can actually make that type of trip. Now, remember, while I'm in Los Angeles, while I'm in Orlando. You, you want to use our old insight for that? It, no, no, no. It really smells slightly of No, I absolutely do not want to use that car. <laughs> it'll, no, it'll, it'll do it for like 300 uh, But more importantly, more importantly, this car is big enough, just big enough, the hatchback, for me to sleep inside of. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, that, that is a proposal that's on their desk. They'll probably throw it out. But the point is, is that these... these you can head out today in the inside. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching that car. This is a first-gen inside. This was, this was a purchase that was not well uh, conceived thought out. and uh, thought out. Uh, Tommy took it to the airport this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that new battery that the owner said that they replaced, which is $2,000? Yeah. Apparently it died. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So now we have an inside without a battery. Oh, that's great. That's, that's going to make a great... It really made me feel really good about that purchase. We paid like I want to say four thousand for it, thirty nine hundred. Uh-huh. You can get the nicest insight in the world on bringing trailer for like six, and we've got one with over two hundred thousand miles. That has like, been what has a new powertrain. That right? has been a. Yeah, well, supposedly, supposedly <laughs> that has been used as a uh, litter box by God knows how many cats. <laughs> We're not doing a really good job of pre-selling this car, uh, but but you're we? welcome to take it. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I'd rather try to drive the damn Duchevo cross country than that car. Uh, seriously, I would. I, I would too. Yeah. yeah, I would rather do that. I uh, at the end of the day, uh, there are certain cars that just don't do. I like Hondas, but just this particular one, something about the smell and the fit of this car. It does have a manual. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But yeah. I just. But I'm I don't, saying you I, can get the nicest one. In the I don't even for, like to park next to it for six like k. <laughs> I don't like to park next to it. That's how much I dislike this car. And I make fun of you and Tommy every time I pull up. And it's like, ah, that's what they bought. Yeah, now now we can't. 
Now we have to <laughs> give it away. Now we got this bridge where we. <laughs> you know what we need to do? Give it to Andre. This is you know you know like how uh, some of the other YouTube channels like Whistling Diesel uh, likes to destroy stuff. Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. Just let's let's get a truck let's and get, destroy until it. we get to a point to where we can blow it up. Yeah. This is this one would be good for that at this point. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh God, Honda lovers, especially because there is a group of Insight lovers out there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I have an idea. Uh-huh. I, I have an idea for all you Honda Insight lovers. Okay. okay. Hit right. it. Here's the idea. Um, we're gonna hold it hostage, <laughs> and if you don't give us, let's say, let's be generous, five thousand, five thousand dollars before the end of October, uh-huh. we'll give it to Whistling Diesel. <laughs> there you have it. So you you've got until so, the end of so, October. So to, this, this is the very first hybrid uh-huh. introduced in America. Yep, it's it's you know it's still one of the most efficient ever. It's yeah yeah, yeah it's all aluminum. Yep, completely aluminum. Uh, and get this, Nathan, it's the first car I think to have start stop. In America, so you know a lot of things going for it. Has it, a really cool digital display. Be, be ashamed to have him run over it with that monster truck of his. Yeah, could we do it ourselves? Because the Bahanka would totally go over it. Oh, we could run over it. We could just do ourselves. Yeah, let, let us know in the comments below if you want us to <laughs> destroy. We're the, holding the car hostage, inside, guys. Or if you, oh, if you would prefer to purchase fall. it for five thousand and save it uh, for the uh, for the uh, you know the future generations to love. Okay, Roman. Before we wrap up, uh, speaking of junk yeah. and 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 worn out and not smelling good vehicles, yeah. we have a series that's come that's on TFL truck. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a huge series. Guys, we worked really hard on this thing, and this is episode number two. That's coming up this Sunday. This Sunday. So, so um, basically, the idea was, you know, we did a series called "To Hell and Back," where we bought uh, five trucks for five, uh, three trucks for five, five, five three. three trucks for five thousand dollars. Right. And this time, we decided let's let's make this much more interesting. And uh, we, uh, I should say, we, I gave the boys twenty five hundred dollars to go out and buy. Uh, uh, three used vehicles for a few bucks less. Yeah, and these are off-roaders that um, all of them are, have issues. But more importantly, we are progressively going to go from where they are now and take these vehicles to a, an extremely hard, high-elevation off-road area and everything that happens in between, all of the drama, it's right there you know, you know, on the, the, TFL truck. Yeah, the, you know the weasels at Dunkin', Do- uh, Dunkin Donuts at Dota Media use uh, Imogene Pass for their series. Yeah, I know. Uh, I saw that, too. Uh, but uh, we, we've already hmm. hit it, and we've hit it I wonder many, where many they times. got that idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we get yelled at because it's like, you know, this is similar to Top Gear. Of course it is. Uh, you know, I mean, come on. This is, they set the bar. They set the bar. But this is, you know, an, it's still a fun, creative so, thing. So in this week's episode, uh-huh. uh, we, we go to our master mechanic, Toby, uh, and one of the cars is complete junk. So uh, Nathan bought uh, a Blazer, Tommy bought a Jeep, and Andre bought a Ranger disguised as a Mazda. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of them is not good, and, and you'll find out which one. Yeah. One not of drivable, re- I think. You said undrivable was the word. Toby basically said you cannot drive this yeah, thing no, no. back. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll see how the drama unfolds. That's, it's, that's, it's actually pretty funny. That's very Hoovy-like. So that's like Hoovy's garage. Except we don't have a wizard. No, we don't. We have Toby. We got to- and I, I, I'll take Toby over that, that wizard any day. <laughs> um, so stay tuned for that. That is a huge series that we put together. You know, you know, you know he bought a Z8, Hoovy. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really cool looking. I think it's a. Oh uh, no car. no, dude! He bought dual Lamborghinis. I mean, I don't care. What about are we, why are we buying like twenty five hundred dollar cars? Because we don't have the budget. Yeah, <laughs> because because we we but it's we also do, what we do real twenty videos do. every week. You know, the cool thing is, is that we buy these vehicles, and a lot of you guys are like, you know what? I can get behind that because that's something I can do, as opposed to going out and buying, you know, these really expensive overpriced vehicles that they do bolts well, I think, on. I think also we have a team, so you know, we have to we have to feed. The we team. have a team, and we have to actually feed us and yeah. you know pay the rent, and but that's fine. It's good. It's uh, you know, I, I think it makes us real. I think it makes us more fun. Well, I'm not sure if it makes us more fun. Ah, makes, we are way more fun. fun. It makes my my job more fun to work with a team as opposed to being kind of solo. I kind of felt bad for him. He was driving it from Dallas by himself. Mm. Uh, and, you know, beautiful car, right? Yeah. And it's very timely with the James Bond movie coming Oh, yeah, yeah. And by the way, you just saw it. Yes, No Time to Die. Yeah, you reviewed it. It's, once again, TFL-Studios, if you want to see it. But did okay. you like it? Let us know. Uh, let know. I, I, I re- three, for 90, hours. Yeah, almost three hours. <sighs> if, if you go to the theater to watch it uh, with previews, it's going to be over three hours. So buckle up, get lots of popcorn. Uh, probably the most beautifully shot James Bond movie I've ever seen. Lots of great cars, lots of Easter eggs for all the past James Bonds that have been out there. 
Um, you said it features like a really unique car, and I'm not talking about the old. Yeah, Aston. there's something else that stars in the movie in one particular uh, epic scene. Give it away, scene. it's fine. It's okay. not giving it away. So, you know what my favorite car was in the James Bond movie with all the Aston Martins and everything else, and Jaguars and Land Rovers and everything else in there? Toyota. Uh, a Toyota in the yeah. current one. It's no time to die. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's correct. Really? There's a Toyota scene. I don't want to give too much away, but the Toyota really steals a little piece of that movie. And what I really like is the fact that they did that, that they didn't just constantly stick in with the vehicles that are sponsored. Yes, you're going to see a lot of Aston Martins, but this Toyota, just saying that it's a slightly off-roady scene, but it's a very cool in, scene. In the trailer, there's a DB5, right? They have the original. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that one's all over the place. Okay. When you watch the trailer, you're going to see the DB5 doing all these amazing things. They really use that car. Um, great. You know, James Bond movies are always known for great car chases and really cool and funny car chases as well. This one has a bunch of good stuff in there. And it's the last Daniel Craig movie. It's the last Daniel Craig movie. But I don't want to, I don't do spoilers. I don't want to no, give no, no, everything no, just, away. But, but that's not a spoiler. Right. People know so he's done. So if you go to tflcar.com, I list all the cool stuff, almost every vehicle that's in the movie. And I talk about the history of those vehicles. I even have clips from other uh, James Bond movies. So, so thumbs up, thumbs down. It's a thumbs up. Okay. But it's, it's, it's a thumbs up. I hated the ending. That's all I'm going to say. And that's it. That's as long. And I think it's coming October sixth. So yeah, yeah, it's already yeah, yeah, early October. I think it's six or seven. Yeah, I think I got to see it early because I'm a journalist. You took your son. I took my son. Did he like it? (laughs) He's just like he was really confused. He's twelve, and he was a little confused. He's the same age I was when I started getting into James. That's a perfect age for yeah for James Bond. Uh, Well, but when I got into James Bond, there was a lot more stuff going on if you get my drift. In his case, he's just kind of looking at it, going, "Well, there's really good action, really good tech. You love that." The well, story. Let, let, let's face it. In the earlier, uh, James Bond was basically a sex pest. Hell yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I was a tween, it was just like, yeah, oh my god, for your eyes only. Oh yeah, I was. Um, if the first James Bond movie I remember as a kid before I got into all the older ones was uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. And there's some hotness going on there. And there's Lotus. By the way, no Lotus vehicles in this movie. Sorry, guys. Um, I like Daniel Craig. You know, you know what I, I like do about too. Him? He's gritty, and he's basically like an assassin. He's like, he's, he, there's no like. He's kind of a badass. He's, he's a ba- yeah. He's, and he's got a hot wife. Rachel Weiss is his wife in this movie. Oh no, no, for real. Oh, in, oh for real. Oh. Yeah, she's in this hot. movie, he's like retired, right? He's like re- I, I, at the beginning. And I'm not giving it, away anything. Yeah, but almost every Daniel Craig movie, other than the first one that he was in with James Bond, he's retired. So he, like, but he's retired, <laughs> and they like gave his number to some other uh, agent. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of that going on, yeah. and there's there's, there's 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 more than one bad guy thing going on in this movie. And the cool thing is the locations are beautiful. The cinematography is extraordinary. Yeah. They're sweeping vistas. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautifully grand, shot movie. You know, it's a movie with a capital M. Yeah, yeah. it's it really, and it, it deserves the movie experience. Yeah, you have a big screen at home. It won't compare to what you see in the theater with this one. So I do recommend seeing it in the theater if you can do it if safely. So there it is. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, okay. We got a lot uh, done today, Nathan. Yes, we did. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and I, out of all these cars that we named, I, I you know, the one that still tugs up my heart is a G-Wagon. <laughs> but uh, uh, mine is the, the Mitsubishi. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm <laughs> to sit that out. <laughs> yeah, and we're not buying a Camaro anytime soon. No, we're not buying a Camaro. Either. Yeah. Colorado and Camaros are... <laughs> Maybe we should get a bunch of little mirages and do different things with them. It's funny, you know, you think we've got some of the most beautiful roads in America, mm-hmm. but yeah, we can only use them for like four months a year. Well, maybe five. It, this year's been a really dry I, year. I, you can use them in the winter, but you're We have these the alpine dice. roads that are comparable to anything you'll find in Europe. I mean, they really are very beautiful roads out here, but unfortunately, we're more off-roady and trucky stuff here as it is anyway. All right, guys. Well, thank you again for joining us. Thank you to our patrons, Patreons, whatever, uh, and thank you uh, to um, all the manufacturers that are lending us these cars, uh, and we will see you next time. Uh, and by the way, this uh, podcast is is being uh, uploaded a day early uh-huh. uh, because uh, talking trucks, uh, we're going to be talking about the cheapest and most expensive new trucks, and there's two embargoes. So I didn't want to, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, Nathan. Uh-huh. I hate this where they go like, hey, we're teasing you about this great news, but we really can't talk about it. Be- you know, Well, we I'm, do that all the time. I, I'm, we're stopping it. <laughs> okay. So what we're doing from now on is if we can't talk about it, 
then we won't talk about it and we'll just publish the podcast. I think that's the way we should proceed. So with with okay. these two new trucks, uh, the cheapest and most expensive new truck in America, we're just going to not say, hey, we're going to do this crazy thing. We're just going to publish the podcast and we're going to wait a couple days just so we can get the news out there first. Okay. Well, let's see what you guys take on it. Yeah. Is. And please let us know in the comments below what you thought of this whole podcast, what you think of the prices, Daniel Craig, um, Rachel Weiss, if you're watching. You know, all that. Uh, dude, she's hot. Um, Maybe she'll join you on your Disney... Uh, <laughs> my Disney uh, escapade. escapade. Yeah, that'll go well with my wife. In a mirage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you again for joining us. Be careful, be safe. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Ciao. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.